0: Did you know that the U.S. has no federal law guaranteeing workers paid time off? That's right. There are a couple states, though, that require employers to provide time off, and Illinois is about to become one of them. Lawmakers just passed a bill in Springfield mandating private employers provide at least five days of personal leave a year. Governor Pritzker is expected to sign it. So what impact could that have on workers and employers? Here to discuss Illinois' new Paid Leave for All Workers Act is Jackie Throop, a human resource consultant and director of Engage HR. Welcome, Jackie. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Also here, Audra Wilson, president and CEO of the Chicago-based Shriver Center on Poverty Law. Welcome back to Reset, Audra.
1: Good morning, Sasha.
0: Audrey, you actually helped champion this bill. So who do you think will be helped the most by this new state law?
1: So thanks. Yes, we worked um, we we championed this. We worked in coalition, so I want to make sure that we're acknowledging our coalition partners. But I think the people who will be most impacted by this are those individuals who are working at the lowest wage of work and particularly workers of color. The fact of the matter is that all workers deserve paid leave and no one should ever have to choose a a paycheck over their health and the health of their family. But as you saw during the pandemic, the people who were disproportionately impacted um, by by not being able to work at home and being subject to um, exposure to COVID were low-wage workers, um, individuals who did not have a luxury of being able to work at home. Um, And unfortunately, they were also the ones who were least likely to have access to paid sick days. In fact, up until the passage of this law, up to 1.5 million workers in Illinois did not even get one paid sick day. So what that meant was people were going to work sick, exposing themselves, exposing their families, exposing their co-workers... Um, And so this is the pandemic in many ways just illustrated how big a crisis this is when we were actually in a national health crisis. But lowest wage workers and workers of color are going to be very positively impacted by this, but not just them, but all workers.
0: Jackie, tell us more about why there has been no national law governing time time off and and why it's been more of a, a patchwork of state and regional laws.
2: Well, you know, I don't know if I can talk for the feds as to why they haven't done any paid time off, but we do have 17 states already that have some type of paid leave or sick leave law. Um, Here in Illinois, the city of Chicago has already mandated this. There is a paid, paid sick leave act there. Cook County also has one and a few other localities. So this will affect quite a few workers in the state of Illinois, which I think is a good thing. Um, and which, which surveys, states?
0: Which what? Are, what are the other states that mandated paid time off?
2: Uh, let me tell you. So we things. have, yeah. I mean, no surprise: California, Arizona, Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, DC, Washington DC, Maine, Maryland, Nevada. So there's about 17. Will be the 18th to do this.
0: Gotcha, Audra. When will employees start earning the the 40 hours of leave?
1: Well, there are still rules that need to be promulgated. I mean, so we'll have this signed by the governor. Um, The rules will need to be promulgated. But hopefully this is going to be happening very quickly um, um, once it's fully implemented.
0: Jackie, what percentage of Illinois employers already provide time off to their
2: staff? Based on our surveys that we do of Chicagoland employers, we indicate over 80 percent offer paid time off already.
0: Okay. So if, if the vast majority of employers already offer paid time off, do you think that this bill will have a, a significant impact here?
2: I, I think I agree with Audra that the group of workers that will we will see impacted are maybe those lower wage earners, maybe in the hospitality industry. Some of those industries that typically don't offer paid time off to their employees.
1: Yeah. And well, can I just add to that sure. too that um Though there is a large percentage of private employers who do offer time off, when you're looking statistically, oftentimes it's general. It's doled out in a very incremental scale. So, for example, you can get paid time off um, after a year of employment, a certain number after a year. Um, this isn't something that is mandated instantly when someone's coming to the door, but they have to work for some significant period of time. Which means, if you were someone, let's say, in the beginning of the pandemic, who had just begun work, and then of course, you've fallen ill, and you hadn't worked the requisite amount of time. you would not have been able to avail yourself of the time off that employers provided, which is why this bill is so significant because people are now able to come into the door knowing that they have this protection
0: mm-hmm. and to be clear on these these new laws here, are there limitations, Audra, on what employees can use this leave for like can they use it as a vacation time, or do they have to justify that they're sick or that they have a family emergency? What's the no, fine print?
1: The, the great thing about this paid leave is that they have, they, they give notice to their employees, employers, of course, that they'll need the time off, but they have flexibility to use it as they see fit. So some and many will be using it for sick leave. Um, some may use it not only for themselves, but the care of others. Um, we saw during the pandemic, for example, when working parents had to figure out how to adjust their schedules when their kids are working at home, this would have been time to, to use towards that. Um, You could take care of your administrative needs, as many of us do when we take time off. The purpose of this is actually to have some flexibility um, so that it doesn't have to be solely related to to being sick, even though for those who do not have access to paid sick leave in their places of employment, it's most likely they're going to be using it for that.
0: Yeah. Well, Jackie, do you think that this bill could impact hiring?
2: Well, you know, I think to, to first really quickly address Audra's point, I think in the past, we saw way more employers have employees work a certain amount of time before they get PTO or paid time off. With the current unemployment rate being the lowest in 50 years, which the president just talked about this morning, um, we are seeing many employers know that in order to recruit and retain employees, that they have to offer these types of benefits, and they have to offer them sooner. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing many kind of grant time initially. So to answer your question, no, I don't think, I mean, people have to run their businesses. They need employees. It's very competitive out there. So they will be in compliance if they're not already Mm -hmm. with what they offer. So I don't think it's going to discourage employers from hiring.
0: How much do you think it would affect a, a company's bottom line then?
2: I think if it's a company that currently is not offering this type of benefit at all, of course, it's going to have a financial impact. But majority of all the employers we work with at HR Source are offering some type of benefit, probably more generous than what this law is requiring.
0: Audra, was there significant Republican opposition to this or or did they support it as well?
1: I mean, this is something that had been, you know, worked on across the aisle. So the bill doesn't certainly go as far as many of us advocates would like for it to go. But the fact is that there was work and bipartisan work in implementing this. So in an ideal world, you know, five days, um, especially when you look not only just in Illinois, but across the country in comparison to other countries, is exceedingly low. And that's just that's a larger American problem. Um, The fact that there's only 17 states out of 50 that mandate this is something that's also a bit disappointing, you know. But on the other hand. I am glad to see that this was passed in, in Illinois and it was not passed singularly um, by one party. Mm-hmm. Um, so while it may not go as far as we'd like for it to go, it's important that we are one of these few states that actually do provide this to our workers.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're discussing the bill that just passed Illinois' House and Senate mandating 40 hours of paid leave for all workers with Audra Wilson and Jackie Throop. Uh, Jackie, what is the average amount of paid time off for employees nationally and then here in Illinois?
2: I don't have those statistics right in front of me, but I would say for a full-time employee that they usually get about 80 hours per year. Mm-hmm. Um, but to Audra's point, some of them may have to earn some of that initially versus being granted. Um and we focus HR source focuses in the Chicagoland area, so I would say that's a pretty good number. Now, as your tenure goes up, typically you'll get more time. Um, but I'm, you know, I do a lot of recruiting for our members, and I would say that two weeks minimum is is a starting point right now.
0: With um, unemployment at historic lows, Jackie R. Do you think workers are in a good position to ask for more time off from employers?
2: Absolutely. And we see it every day. Um, There's a lot more negotiation going on. It is definitely an employee market right now. So that is something. And, you know, it's it's been a challenge. But I think employers are realizing that if they want to retain good talent and attract good talent, that is something that they have to seriously consider.
0: Talk more about the trends that you're seeing as far as employee benefits and paid time off.
2: Wow. There's a lot of them. I mean, top of the list is flexibility mm-hmm. and work-life balance. Um, after living through a pandemic, I think employees are considering lower salaries to have those types of things. Right. We've seen how valuable it is to be able to spend more time with our family, be there for our parents, our children, whoever it is that need us. Absolutely. So those those two have been very, very popular. Um, I think from the paid time off perspective, employers are kind of lifting the more rigid guidelines that we used to have. And we're even seeing a trend towards unlimited paid time off, um, which has been something that started, I think, more in the high tech sector of employers. But we're seeing more and more employers kind of take a look at that.
0: Yeah, well, tell us about unlimited PTO. I mean, in theory, it means employees have no limit on how much time they can take off, but a a lot of workers complain that it actually leads to less time off. Is that right?
2: You know, I I think it's yet to be seen, to be honest, Sasha. I mean, I don't think it's been around long enough, but I don't think employees are abusing it, um, which is a good thing, but hopefully they are taking advantage of it. Obviously, they still have a job to get done and they have, you know, criteria for that, but you need to be a good management team that still encourages your employees to take a good amount of time off or reasonable time amount off. So you can recharge and reset and be productive both at work and at home.
0: Audra, talk about lower income workers. Are they benefiting from lower unemployment as we talked about a moment ago?
1: I think this is a period of time where people have more leverage. And they have more ability to be able to make demands on just basic workplace safety Um, and accommodations, and and this being one of them. Um, So it's certainly a a good climate uh, for the lowest-wage workers who typically would not have that sort of leverage. And it's interesting when you mentioned before even the incentive for employers um, and how that would impact their bottom line. Employers who are employing uh, more low-wage workers, um, it would actually do a disservice to them to have employers who are sick because these are the people upon whom they rely the most. Mm-hmm. And when individuals are not able to take the requisite time off to recover, let's say from CoVID, which happened over the last two and a half years, that actually has more potential cost to their business than maybe some upfront cost of providing days off. So you can't you have to really look in the aggregate and look sort of longitudinally to see how does this fare for businesses when they have healthy employees? So physically healthy employees also make just better employees in general in terms of, you know, wanting to be in an an environment, in a workplace that they know will be supportive of them if, in fact, they need to take time off. And would probably limit the amount of people who are trying to search for other jobs because, um, as was just said before, this is the time to be looking to see if there are better benefits. So ultimately, I think it will behoove employers um, to be as generous as possible. Anecdotes have shown that notwithstanding having this unlimited PTO, which is a newer trend, that people are not abusing it at all. As a matter of fact, they probably yeah. are hardly using it much more than they normally would. But have the reassurance to know that they can take a, extend the vacation. They can take additional time off when their kids are transitioning yeah. back from summer vacation into school. To take time to do those administrative tasks that all of us, particularly for those salaried employees, have some flexibility to do that others don't. Yeah, I think you're right. Ultimately, this is a good thing for for everybody.
0: That's definitely key, right? Knowing that it's there, at least. Should I need it? Exactly. My thanks to Audra Wilson, president and CEO of the Chicago-based Shriver Center on Poverty Law, and Jackie Throop, director of Engage HR. Thank you both for the update.